welcome to the Authentic Feminine Ecstasy podcast, a place where we explore our innate intimate freedom. And I'm super exhilarated to start a new series called Conversations with You. And I am here with Belen Rocafont, which happens to be a follower of the podcast. And she also participated on a year-long journey of uh, awakening feminine wisdom through incarnating the divine pulse in her body. And she's here with us because we're going to have a conversation around uh, questions that might be arising for us all as we continue to develop this podcast and what is really relevant right now for each one of us. So I'd like to welcome Belen. Hola, Belen. Thank you. Hola, hello. (laughs) (laughs) So tell us, how is it to be here, to be the first one to do this series, Conversations with You? It's exciting (laughs) and a privilege for me. (laughs) So I'd like to ask you, what made you want to be the first one to be here and have this conversation with me? (laughs) Actually, I didn't know I was the first one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but uh, because it's, uh, first of all, it's an honor mm-hmm. for me to share the time with you to talk about what we're going to talk. Uh, it's always, even uh, even there's things I know, um, it's always good to remember and remember and remember because mm-hmm. there's another voice in me that is going to be trying to make me forget, forget, forget. (laughs) Beautiful, yes. So it sounds like you're here because you want to remember. Yeah. Always remember. Mm. And what it is that you want to remember? Who am I? Who I am? (laughs) Yes. So, Belen, tell us a little bit more about this remembering who you are. What do you mean by that? I mean uh, to find myself... Uh, to 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 really know who I am. I'm not now. I know I'm not um, what I was supposed to be. This supposing to be <laughs> somebody. It's been very very deep in me. Uh, I have. Um, I, I I've lived. A, a path, a, a, a way of, um, uh, how to say, to me, I wanted to be happy. This is like my, this is what I always want, to be happy, yeah? And how can I get there? How can I be happy? And I had this story uh, of what you have to do is you have to be a nice girl because you're a girl. You're not, you're a girl. Not a person, not a, not a human being. I, you're a girl. This is one thing. Uh, you have to be good. You have to be soft. You have to be pretty. You have to be, um, funny. <laughs> uh, you have to study, you have to... Th- there's lots of things I had to be and do 
to be happy at the end. And now I know that's not, first, that's not true. And that's not me. Then who I am, <laughs> who I am. I want to know that. So you are bringing your thirst for finding out beyond your program and all you've been told and the gender, the conditioning and the way to happiness that's been marked by others mm. in your life. You want to find out beyond all of that who you are truly, really, what's your essence. Mm -hmm. So, so far, what have you discovered? Because you're talking about remembering. So if you mm -hmm. want to remember, that means that you've already know. Uh, with this journey <laughs> that you offered to us. Um, for example, today, today I, I feel I'm... Um, a human being that can be and feel anger. For example, I can be angry. <laughs> okay. Uh, you know, that's something I couldn't be before. Uh-huh. And now I know I can be angry. And maybe even I want to be angry. <laughs> uh, that um, makes me think To be happy is not to be always um, laughing and in a, in a party. Mm -hmm. uh, be happy, it's more like be free, be um, uh, to know what I want. Mm -hmm. That's not so easy to me. To know what I want, what I want, it's something new right. to me. Um, actually, today um, something came not to my mind, but to my heart. It's it was a voice that said, "Dare to look at what you need, and then dare to go for it." To me, <laughs> uh, I think it's uh, more difficult to dare to look at what I need. Mm. You know? Yes. It's like I don't look to what I need. Right. I don't look for it. Right. <laughs> what? And now I'm like, you know, like discovering these little things that seem to be so obvious, but they're not to me. Right. So what I'm hearing is that you are getting confident about the range of emotions that you have inside and that you can feel them and not get lost in them. Or trying not, or to, try get not to get lost in them. Or to be able to express them. Yeah. Yeah. And also that you have the capacity to decide your direction by recognizing what you want. Yeah. And... Is this, for you right now, your way to happiness? Yes, I think so. You think so? I okay. Think so. so is your management of your inner world and your capacity to drive your own ship, <laughs> yeah? Rather than be driven by 
the program by what you've been told that you need to do, be, say. Yeah. So this is a big thing. <laughs> and yeah, and but then there's another thing is my responsibility. Um because yeah, if I'm driving, I'm the only one responsible of where I'm going. No? Yes. It's uh and that can be a bit scary to me as well. Uh what's so scary about responsibility? What can happen? Uh, I, I can be wrong. <laughs> you can be wrong. I okay. can be wrong. And, and, and then what happens? Uh, I guess nothing happens. But I'm so used to um, try to go for the right, never the wrong. I mean, I don't give me... Um, permission to be wrong but what does that mean wrong what's right or wrong according to who uh, <laughs> according to uh yeah according to don't uh feel pain and don't make nobody feel pain okay so here we are again and that takes me to my last episode which i interviewed somebody about water And water is the connector to life, to all the other elements. And um, to be in water means the ability to feel everything and to be in the receptive mode, to open to life. And what you are bringing that's conditioned you not to do that and to be always right is the fear of pain. So when you say I'm going to get it wrong is I'm going to feel pain. Mm -hmm. But my question to you is when you were getting it all right, were you free from pain? No. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, but uh, I, uh, I blame the others. Right. I blame the others. And that gave you joy? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> right. So... You're saying that blaming others saved you from being wrong, from being bad, yeah? And so then you will remain good. And did that give you a good feeling? No. Um, but I thought I have to be right. I wanted to be right. It's And I was like... Uh, uh, That was tricky to me. <laughs> you know, I, I wasn't being honest to myself. Um, and I didn't realize I wasn't being honest to myself. Mm. You know, it was like a, a big lie. <laughs> a big lie. A big lie. I feel like a move to share why I asked you to be the one, the first one to do this conversation. And, um, and what I want to say is that what came to my heart was your recent separation and your breakup with your partner for many, tw over 20 years, mm -hmm. that you've had a child and you've shared a life together. And I know that you were about to get remarried again mm -hmm. and that he asked you, 
to marry you mm-hmm. and you bought yourself a dress and it was a big celebration that was going to happen after all this time mm. and then by surprise to you he told you that he no longer wished to be with you and that was a massive turning point in your life and and I'm sharing this because you're talking about lying to yourself mm. and then that came to my heart you know what mm-hmm. was going on there so I feel like sharing a little bit about what happens to us when there is a breakup in in our lives with somebody that is very close to us or that we felt we've invested so much energy and affection and love and so many experiences. So tell us a little bit about that. <laughs> Um, I think I need a, a a more concrete question because it's too big. It's, it's too like it's to me. It's been a, a a before and after, and it's, it's everything is so different now to me. So yeah, this is a big question, and you're talking about a before and after. And maybe we can begin with the few things you want to share with us here that you've learned and what has changed. What was the before and what was the after? Um, I think that the, the main thing, the big thing, it's about being outside of me and being inside of me before i was outside everything was like uh you know i wasn't in me i was all the time out in the other people in my job in in the weather in my family in what i had to get in the supermarket i don't know like everything out mm-hmm. not looking at me not f- feeling not not being um, conscious of what I felt really like the, the, the feeling deep not the, the this there's like two feelings one it's a uh, like or the reaction and the feeling different things mm. Mm. and and now I try to look deeper to see what's under the the reaction that wants to uh, come up when any uh, whatever happens right outside so that takes us to what you said earlier on that you didn't know what you wanted yeah and you didn't know you could be uh, expressing what really goes on with your deeper world because you weren't even in touch with it exactly yeah so your your first change that you're sharing here with us is that you changed your direction of your gaze and what was it like living from this place in which you only notice your reactions and your all the time focus onto the outside world um uh exhausting 
It was exhausting. And again, I didn't even know it was exhausting. I get, I, I got so used to be like that, that that was life. Right. So, and now, what's it like to have <laughs> the time or the interest to look inside to your deeper feelings and to be looking for being the captain of your own ship? I don't know if I'm the captain yet. <laughs> uh, now I feel I'm like training. So I'm not exhausted. I'm just tired. <laughs> <laughs> A little tired some days. I, because I know, I, you know, now I know what I don't want to do. But there's still something in me that wants to keep on in that direction. And, I, you know, and then there's a bit of a fight inside, mm -hmm. like, not this, I want that. And, mm -hmm. and oh. mm -hmm. but yes, I feel like I'm in, in training now. Right. Uh, and there's, um, there's like different worlds, worlds inside of me. Mm. Uh, like my, mm. what my mind says, what my body says, what my feelings say. Mm. <sighs> and there is, it sounds like there is an awareness that you can see yes. all of that. Yes. Yeah? All these multi levels. Yes. And I tell this you, is, this, this is what I, what I don't want to lose. The, mm. the, the, um, the desire of keep noticing it. This is my goal now. But what's the it that you want to keep noticing it? Uh, who's the one who decides and um, what I am really feeling, what I am really needing, what I am really wanting? Yes. You know? Yes. Beautiful. I tell you what's happening as I'm continuing this conversation. I'm realizing that I had a little agenda because I feel that I wanted to talk about breakup, breakdown and breakthrough. And this is an important conversation to have because it's happening so much in our lives and people stay on in relationships that are not conducive to what you're talking about, to this ability to be noticing that you are the leader of your life and the creator of your life, but you're staying out there in relationships, rowing the boat very fast mm. so that everything stays contained and controlled. And you were the master of that, <laughs> doing that, and you look so good in it. And you were almost like the ideal couple and everybody looked up to you too. And that's so common, especially with uh, film stars and everything. We think they've got everything. Mm -hmm. And you're very good looking and your partner's well and you're quite abundant and everything was smiling. And yet the breakup happens. Yeah. So I feel that this is a very important a conversation to have and I feel I'm leading it to this direction uh, 
but I know you had other questions. Mm. So, and I can always talk because I want to dedicate time to have a conversation on the breakup because there's a breakdown. And I've seen you in this breakdown. Yeah. I really seen you with physical pain and shock yeah. and that you couldn't move. And you really went into the depth of your pain. And that was like heartbreaking and courageous for you to take such a stand in front of your pain and stop pretending. And what you're bringing today, it's more the breakthrough, mm -hmm. the clarity of where you want to live from, who is choosing, under what influence mm -hmm. am I that is going this way or that way? Where is my attention? And I feel that's the breakthrough. Yeah. But there's been a massive breakdown. Yeah. And perhaps this is not the moment to, to bring all that because this could be very helpful because a lot of people right now that they're listening to us, they may be going through one, mm. you know, and it doesn't have to be your partner. It can be your deepest friend. It can be yeah. something that you have built, what I call these really codependent relationships because our society creates this way of bonding with each other, mm. which is fear-based relationship. But before I get into that <laughs> rampage about breakup, breakdown and breakthrough, I feel you've come here to, to, to bring your question. Yeah. And I feel like I want to bring the space to you for you to ask your question that you are alive with. Um, this is a question that came to me a couple of days ago, and I know it comes to me. Uh, in a higher or lower level of um, uh, volume uh, sometimes, you know. And it says, what's the point of awakening? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, because, uh, yeah, it, that is something that my mind says i know it's my mind but yes yeah, sometimes it's difficult to stop that question because maybe it was easier when i didn't know ah <laughs> so that's the, that's the reason why the mind is asking that question okay. do you think so yes i think so this is the reason your life was easier yeah Yeah. In what way your life was easier? Because you just told us earlier on that you weren't happier. Yes, but I was, uh, I was a sheep. Not a <laughs> ship, a sheep. A sheep. A sheep. <laughs> a sheep. One, yeah, one, one of them. Right. One of, you belonged you know, yeah, to belonged. what was expected. And I, yeah, exactly. I was doing what it was supposed to be done. Right. And, okay. You know. So you were going with the flow of society and exactly. now you're alone going against the current of what you've been told you are. But it feels for the mind at least that you're pushing against yes. the direction of what is expected of you. Is that the effort? Uh, Or that you feel more alone? I feel more 
it's my responsibility. My life is my responsibility. And, and yes, and, uh, and my pain is my pain. I think that is one of the, 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 the biggest things. Like, nobody is giving me my pain. My pain is mine. <laughs> okay. So I'm still with the question you asked um, of what's the point of awakening. Yeah. Um, and you're saying that your mind is asking this question. Yes. Because before, when you were a sheep, it was easier. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Although you weren't necessarily happier, but you were, you know, going along nice asleep. And you're talking, what's the point of awakening? Yes, because, you know, uh, when this question comes, if I, if I stopped um, and I put the focus on, on it, it can be very eloquent. Like, um, because you are happy. You were, uh, uh, you had everything you wanted to have. And, um, mm, he is the one who who's, who 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 has failed, who has um, been wrong, and uh, why do you have to make an effort to 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 what? Why? What for? What's you know? All these questions they mm. come easily, mm. like you know, uh, why this is this is like you, you have to be very. Of fighting against you, and you know, it's like against I yourself ha- because now yeah, you have to look at yourself. Yes, right. When he's the one that's wrong. Yes, <laughs> all this, you know, all these yes. things they come very easily. Yes, very easily. And if I talk to people, this I'm the I'm right. <laughs> if I talk like this, I'm right. Yes, he's he's screwed up. Yeah, yeah. You had everything, and he's done it wrong. Yes, yes. Okay. So what's the point? What's sometimes, the point? You know, right. Sometimes it's not. Somebody should come and fix this for me. Right. Right. Yes. He should fix this for me. Or yeah. wh- whoever. Whoever. Yeah. So this is kind of like um, the question of that which is young in us mm. when we are dependent. And I talked in uh, an episode about... Um, we are interdependent human beings. And in order to reach interdependence, we have to have a good enough dependency stage, which is when we're a child, and independence stage, which is around puberty. Mm-hmm. And then if all goes well enough, then we can reach in the sense, the sensation of interdependency so that we can depend and receive. And at the same time, we're independent. Mm-hmm. And that's not what happens for most people. They not have the experience of being able to be in a safe environment and be loved and love and at the same time have freedom. They are two things that they've been separated rather than coexist together. Mm-hmm. And so your question is... Um, I want to continue having uh, my ideal life 
and everything is done. And if anybody breaks it, it's somebody else's fault mm -hmm. and they have to fix it. That's the mentality of a child. And the child does not think about expansion of consciousness, evolution, but that's all we are. The child is busy developing its body and learning about how to manage its body. And that's why the adults are there to help him, her. And then it has to learn about how to function in this society. And that's when the program comes. Mm. And then you're told and you live in more or less in a, in a predetermined environment in which you feel you're choosing, but you're not choosing. It's already programmed, which is what you tell us mm. earlier on, that that's what changed. Mm. So what's the point? The point is that that's what life is continual expansion and evolution the planets do it the cells do it the plants do it the animals do it we have a whole ever-ending expansion and life will bring us this breakdown and breakthrough will bring us different deaths of that which we are most attached and then boom it being the body these moments that Everything seems to be going well, and there is a, a watershed moment, and the carpet is taken from under your feet, and you fall. And that fall, our society, is seen as a failure. Mm -hmm. So you want to recoup that ideal state of the child. But no, the hormones of the pubescent is doing the same in a non dysfunctional family or semi-functional family, the child reaches, it's had everything it needed and it reaches puberty and then everything is like a struggle, a difficulty, nothing makes sense. And this keeps happening biologically and psychologically and spiritually. We all keep going through these cycles and even seasonally Mm -hmm. Right? There is the winter time that we go in and everything dies, and then hopefully the spring brings us again to the light, to the summer. So, why that's one level because life is. Another one is that the child in us is very egoic, is very, is very involved, and everything revolves within itself because it needs to. But if you grow to adulthood without the possibility of expanding, then you remain in this state of self-centeredness. And life is not about that. Life, like a tree, first it conserves all its energy and the farmer puts maybe a little fence so the protection so the animals don't get that seedling. And then the tree grows and grows and grows and establishes its roots and grows its branches, receives the sun, and then it will give its fruit. And that's its service. So there is a giving, a living beyond your own little search for happiness. And as we can see, people who are first know themselves, which is what you're talking about. I want to remember who I am. Mm. And then the moment in which you're in right now, which is being the captain of your own ship, which is what you are in training. And then when that's there, then there is a service, there is an empathy. Empathy is the highest emotion that we can have as a human being. And the more 
you are trapped in fear, which is the state of the most immature. You don't want anything to change. And, and in an adult, that's dangerous because it just wants to control. Mm. And control because it doesn't know how to expand. So it's like a shell and inside you rot and that rotting, it's smelled by others and you become toxic to mm. yourself and to others. So, as we see, in a biological sense, we expand. In a psychological sense, we need to expand towards inclusion of the other. It's like trees. The knowledge of trees is uh, people are making studies and they communicate and they are super connected and trees talk to each other. So that capacity is key to us, develop empathy develop compassion, develop service, and to know what is your service that wants to come through you, which is not one thing. It could be ever-changing because the motivator is this capacity to to empathize, which, as I say, is the other extreme of fear. Um, I think I have a question now. <sighs> because you're talking about empathy... And, for example, now, I think I'm learning to, to look at me, to love me. This is like the first um, step. <laughs> uh, and there's another part of me that wants, I think it's my mind, that wants to uh, learn to love the others. Like, what, what do I have to do to love him or her, my, my parents, my sister, my ex-husband, um, without losing myself? What do I have to do? How? I, I think, as I'm asking, I think I have to go little by little <laughs> and, and be more trained in loving myself. But yes, this is a question I've got. How do I love without um, a, a, attachment? Okay. So let me take off from what I was saying before. So your initial question was, what's the point of awakening? Mm -hmm. And I'm saying it's part of consciousness program, life biological. And if you don't, if we resist this thing that is already inside us, like the acorn will become an oak tree. If the acorn resists becoming an oak tree or is tampered by others, which is what we do, the bonsai, and the, it becomes stunted. So there is certain processes that need to happen to get to this empathy, to this love. And you're asking now, after 22 years in marriage, What is really love? Because if you don't love yourself, you don't love others. What you do is you need them. They're part of your child program to have them to give you safety and security. Mm. The potential is there, but it's not there yet. So now you are in a potential of being able to love another, truly, not because of need and demand or make you happy or give you this or that, but for you to share the fullness that you are learning to experience in yourself. And that's new, right? 
But before <laughs> you, before you, you, I just want to just bring your attachment thing that you just asked now. How can I love without attachment? I mean, this is a very <laughs> another good question because attachment is part of it. Is that dependency? Your child will attach, and at the, at the level of the child and at the level of your first question, who am I? Mm-hmm. We are one. The child experiences no separation. Mm-hmm. And our essence experiences no separation. But in the middle, there is these processes that has to happen inside us to be able to feel that connected. How can I love without losing myself, you said? Mm-hmm. And how can I love without attachment? Forget it. Attachment is part of it but not the only thing, because always there's no color. If I love you and I don't need you and I don't want you, it's not, it's very transpersonal, which is fine. And some people, you know, it's like, yes, I love you. It's like universal love. But what about me, my little me, love me, <laughs> you know, it's got to be something. And that creates the polarity and, and the game and the, and the sexual play and whatever play there's got to be there with these two people in which they're going to commune. But attachment or dependency with everything else in place, with the sense of who you are, with being the captain of your own ship, with knowing that you know where you're going and actually being able to take the steps does not become codependency. And you can let go. When people come into your life and you share and you enjoy them and they're part of your life and then they die or they have to go, you allow them, you say, okay, thank you. Mm. You can feel the loss and you can appreciate the goal that you got from them mm. rather than completely destroy yourself or them for that separation because the child in us can't tolerate. Mm. Does that make yeah. sense? Yes, absolutely. And as you were talking, I've seen where this question comes from. And I see it comes from uh, from my mind and from a part of me that doesn't want to be here. Uh-huh. You know, so I want to put the attention somewhere in the future, or you know, like wants to be distracted. Um, yes, and it makes me smile <laughs> because it's like a, I. I've, because I've caught me. <laughs> yes, yes. With this little little lie again, yes. you know. Because yeah, what's the reason? Why do I want to go so far? Yes. If I'm still, you know, I have to be here. Yes. I have to be me now. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and that's that's beautiful. I mean, that's what these conversations are about these public conversations that we're having because we need to keep catching ourselves Mm -hmm. and ask under what influence I'm in when I'm making a choice. Like if I'm, that's why I say don't drink and drive, right? Under what influence you're in? Well, your faculties are lower and you're driving a machine. Not a good idea. Mm -hmm. But that shouldn't be just for drinking and driving. That should be a rule for life. Under what influence? If I'm under the influence of my child, I can be with my child and play with that which is child. What it means is like the earliest impulses in me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can enjoy them if I have some 
awareness that I am not that, but I'm going to play with that color. And that's why I was saying you can be attached, but it's more like um, a part of being human and there is certain distance from it, but you enter it. It's not mm -hmm. distance like in order to avoid the pain of being close to someone and then losing them. And that's that transcendent, detached love that mm. doesn't somehow mm, touch mm. the spot, isn't it? Mm. Because we are human and it's that process in the middle. So you just caught yourself in that question, what's the point? What's the point of awakening? And, and, and you heard who's asking the question yeah. and that the perfection is this question and the other one about loving without attachment exactly is that, <laughs> that, because i'm going to the future like how can i do it how can i love somebody without? perfectly perfectly yeah. exactly and, and, and i had this but you know i want to know it tell me how 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 do i have to do it in a practical way Yes. And now I say this is, you know. <laughs> yes. This is the legacy of uh, what I call patriarchy, yeah, mm. where we have repressed the internal, the feminine, which means the emotional, the erotic, the actual idea that there is no perfection. You can't get it right. You can't get it wrong. It's a process of evolution. And if everybody's on board, which they don't need to be, it's not what's happening because we are under a paradigm which I call fear domination control and is leading us to where we are right now in history and we don't need to open the door of where we are. It's plain for everyone to see where we have reached in this civilization, in this paradigm has taken us to a place in which some forces, which is again, repeat, fear domination control, are above these other forces, which we're talking about empathy, love, connection, inner introspection, being able to be responsible for your own unfoldment in your life. Mm. Giving me the permission to be <laughs> myself. Giving me the permission, permission to, to be, be myself. myself, yes. And that's a lot of power. With power comes responsibility. But I see responsibility as the ability to respond. And in the paradigm we have been, we don't respond, we react. Mm. And that's why we need to control our impulses. Yeah. So yeah, get attached, get detached, do everything. Everything, it's the play of life because we are here to experience life. And life is a gift. And no one, Berlin, has taught us how to manage this gift, how to manage these energies. And as you know, in the initiatory journey, we learn about, first of all, coming to terms with our elements that we are, our earth, our fire, our water, our air, which are archetypal forces coming to know them well. So this is kind of um, the, the big question. I, I want to go back to your initial question of like, what's, what's the, point the point of awakening? And for me right now, the answer is it's a world social personal responsibility. All of them different levels according to where you are in your expansion and your process of awakening. We're all awakening and everybody is, is in their 
is like looking at the tree in the forest and saying, oh, this one is small, it's not grown as big as the other, it's twisted. No, they're all in in different stages of making the woods. So for me, the social responsibility for the next generation, my passion, and I'm glad not to be alone, is to take the next step of consciousness and to shift the paradigm into something that brings us back to relationship, to the interior, to aware of the environment. The word will be inclusiveness. We stop being exclusive and special and unique. Yes, we are, yes, we are unique, but that uniqueness is for everyone. That specialness is for everyone. And we include the world, the others, nature, the animals, our emotions, other people's emotions into our awareness, and we can respond. And that's power and vulnerability in the same basket, which is what I feel you said you were missing in your marriage. Yeah, you had uh, fear and control, and there was some not the possibility of love and freedom. So he went for the freedom mm. and you were left with a love, <laughs> right? And now you're turning this love where it needed to be and that was your breakdown. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. <laughs> so I want to, I mean, I feel like uh, in this moment there is a vulnerability between us <laughs> and an intimacy and a rawness and an intense vulnerability. And here we are sharing it with the world and we didn't know we were going to be here. I had my agenda, you had yours, but we both had the willingness to go through the different steps along the way and processes and uncover. And um, yeah, I feel I'm arriving at a place of silence with you, where <laughs> the questions, they're irrelevant. Yeah. And that's the shift where there is no more questions. I guess awakening is to see the end of the questions and the beginning of living the life moment to moment. So, Belen, I feel this is a good moment to end our conversation. Yeah. And we have included, I feel, everyone in this vulnerability, into this silence, where I feel the magic begins and we stop being preoccupied as to what's next. Yes. Yeah. And so I'd like to thank you very much for your courage, for letting me bring... Uh, your story, a little bit of your story about the breakup and for your 
incredible questions that have come through this breakup? <laughs> I don't know what to say. It's, yes, silence. Silence brings me here. Mm. And I just want to say thank you. Thank you, Elizabeth. Um, yeah, this is what comes to me when I'm in peace. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Gratitude. <laughs> for your time, for this conversation. It's been very nice. Okay. Super. Thank you. So, beloved listeners, thank you for being with us in this conversation with Belen. And if you feel moved to bring your questions or be part of a conversation, then look at the link below and you can send us your questions or you can be part by being live with me in this next episodes. And also you can write us a review so we get to know more of what your desires are. And like Belen was saying, to focus as to where it is that you want to go and what is it that brings you aliveness and what touches your heart right now. So, beloved listeners, thank you for being with us again and I look forward to seeing you in our next episode and which we're going to see who wants to come along and have an unexpected conversation with us. Bye-bye for now. Mm-hmm.